that's kind of like how I see Richmond as like little, I mean the food scene at least, like little gems around like very historic things. Listening to Richmond Famous, a podcast about food, culture, and community in Richmond, Virginia. I'm Laura Sant. I'm Nicole Lang. Welcome to episode four, where Goldcart is Richmond Famous. So, what have you been up to since we talked last? I finally went to Bamboo because everyone on this podcast is like, I love Bamboo so much. And you know what? I went and I had a great time. Wait, you hadn't been there before? I was there eight years ago. Oh. When I first moved to Richmond. What? Mm-hmm. And I had a shooter. It was a <laughs> lemon drop. It was my first lemon drop of my life. And That's very appropriate that that was in Richmond. Yeah. And at Bamboo. I love and that place. It, was, um, it really had like, like New Orleans-y old man vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was actually the place when I decided to move back. And I had that moment where I was like, yeah, I'm going to move back to Richmond. It was in Bamboo. <laughs> oh, you were in Bamboo? Yeah, like, because we came totally down for the weekend. Here. I was with my friends and we like ordered some beers and they were like $3 each. And it was just so fun in there. It is fun. And, and I was like, tiny. I miss Richmond. Yeah. And it's cheap. Mm-hmm. And it's a good time. Yeah. Go to Bamboo. <laughs> yeah, all those things. Laura, you just finished your 100 days project. Oh, yeah. Tell yeah, me yeah, about that. Yeah. So I did this drawing project I started in I don't know what was 100 days ago April like early April um and I decided to draw a drink a day well I when I started I was like oh I'm probably gonna you know like look these up on the internet and I don't drink that much I'm not gonna drink every day while I draw these but yeah it definitely turned into like a daily happy hour um but it was really fun and it was a good like I don't know. I highly recommend it if you need like a creative kick in the butt um, just to force yourself to do something small every day because I feel like it really and now I have a hundred cool drawings. I I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with them but (laughs) I might make some prints or something but still it was just like a good get into the habit of doing something like that every day. We were able to sit down with four of the founding members of Goldcart. If you haven't heard of Goldcart they are Richmond, Virginia's premier themed pop-up yeah uh pop-up dinner or pop-up a uh, food event slash catering company yes you can hire them to do private events i suggest you do yeah i want to hire them someone i want someone who's having a wedding to hire them to oh, cater their they would, wedding they would kill a themed a wedding. wedding yeah oh man anyway they um they do these events they've done let's see do you have a list they've done jean-claude Van, Van Brunch. D- Van Brunch. And Jean-Claude Van Dinner Dance. They did <laughs> Fantasy Fair, which was like a Mariah Carey, like, um, you know, country fair kind of theme thing. I'm really sad I missed that one. Yeah. Uh, they also have done larger events for places like Hardywood. They did, of course, my all-time favorite event, which was Fire Brunch With Me, a Twin Peaks themed brunch 
which Laura and I both attended, and they knocked our socks off. Yeah, and you can tell they have a lot of fun with it. They get... They, they touched a bit on their research process in the interview when we talked to them, uh, but you can tell they just spend a lot of time really thinking about it and getting really into whatever the subject is. And Fun is at the forefront of mm-hmm. what they do, mm-hmm. for sure. Four of the five members are married to, not all to each other, obviously, but <laughs> Ned and Andrea are married and Liz, Liz and yeah. Eric are married, mm-hmm. yep. Um, so we did a fun, like, what's that marriage game? The newlywed game. It, yeah, it's called newlywed. the newlywed game. Yeah. Yeah. So during this interview, we straight up were like, forget the podcast. We just want to host like a newlywed game. Yeah. We also had a moxie tasting with them, which was super fun. Moxie is a beverage that I grew up with in New England. And one of the members of Goldcart is from New England. So I could not resist. And the results are pretty hilarious of mm-hmm. that tasting. Yeah, so get ready to meet Goldcart. Do you guys want to go around and just everyone tell us your name and what you do in Goldcart? Um, I'm Ned Curry, um, and I'm one of the chefs of Goldcart. I'm Andrea Singer Curry, and (laughs) I um, help facilitate all the events, planning, communication-wise, you know. I'm Eric Heffernan. I would say I'm the bar manager. Um, I do a lot of the front of the house work. I'm Liz Rosenberg. I did not take my husband's name out of laziness. Um, I do a lot of the creative stuff, like signs and things like that. Art design design would be my official title. So while you have the mic, um, can you tell us where you're from and how you came to live in Richmond? Um, I grew up in New Orleans and then lived lots of places and ended up in Boston, Massachusetts, where I met Eric Heffernan. Um, And then we were just looking for another cool place to live, and Richmond was that place. Eric again. Um, I grew up right outside of Boston. That's where I spent uh, most of my life till I was about 32, maybe. Liz and I took a little travels to Hawaii and California and then decided to settle down in Richmond, and we've been here for three years now. So did you, had you visited, had you visited here previously, or were you, did you have friends here, or like what, what, or it was just like Richmond? We have visited Richmond a few times. Liz's uh, mom lives in Charlottesville, and her uh, dad and stepmom live in Burkeville, Virginia. They have a farm, Waverly Farms out there. Um, So we've been to visit a bunch and always liked Richmond? Um, I actually grew up in Germany, and so I moved to Virginia to this very boring suburban area that was like the American dream. My parents are American, but like after living somewhere else, we like lived in this boring place. And I went to Richmond on a school trip, and I loved it because it was like a cute little town. It reminded me of where I lived in Germany. We lived in this adorable town, and it was like, Kind of like a small city, but like I call it still a city tiny. Town. Yeah, it's like a town. So it kind of reminded me of that, like growing up there. I just loved it. Everyone's so nice. So what what year did you come here? Um, two thousand and three, I think, is when I moved to Virginia. Mm-hmm. I think I was in ninth grade. Okay, and yeah. then when did you move to Richmond? Um, for college. So. Okay. 
I mean, four years after that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I grew up mostly in Northern Virginia. Um, and how I ended up in Richmond was I actually went to a small college in uh, upstate New York, Ithaca, um, to play football. I tried to play football, but it turns out smoking weed and playing football don't really go together. <laughs> I mean, ask Tim Riggins. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for some people they do, but I, I, was, no, I was no Ricky Williams, so uh, that, that was short-lived. And I knew I, had, I, was, I still wanted to go to college for some reason. I didn't know what reason, but I felt like I should. So I had already gotten into VCU. I knew I could get in again because I was doing well in school. Um, so I, I transferred to VCU, and I got a 0.0 GPA in a year. Um, and, I, I, and I stayed. So uh, I've been here ever since. It's been about five years. Um, but I just started working in kitchens and fell in love with Richmond and the scene and just uh, never left, never wanted to leave yet. And you, you two met at college? No, no um, we actually met at Pasture, which was um, my first real um, cooking job in Richmond. Wow. And so how did the four of you guys meet? Same deal? Pasture. Yep. Pasture. Yeah. yeah, it was all at Pasture. We, I met the chef at the time, got Eric to come over. He was at Pomegranate and had come over to pasture and started working there and we just hit it off and he had brought up the idea of doing some pop-ups out at Liz's family's farm and uh, that's kind of how it all got started so pop-ups are one thing but gold cart is a completely (laughs) different thing so can you talk about the evolution of it and like how it came to be, who dreamed it up, or how it started, the, the you know, very beginnings, and how it... <laughs> and maybe describe a little bit what it is yes, for people oh yes, that haven't course. been to one of the events and like what makes it different um, from a regular pop-up. I think when Ned and I talked about doing pop-ups after doing two farm dinners, um, in addition to having, you know, obviously a massive focus on high-quality, really good food, we also wanted it to be... Um, a unique experience on a lot of levels. So not just a different menu at a restaurant for the night, but a completely different decor, different music, different service style, um, and really try to kind of reinvent the idea of, you know, what restaurant services or restaurant experience could be. So we tried to kind of look at every aspect and and come at it from somewhat of a different angle. And, um, when did it become like, uh, like how did you, well, how did, the, tell me about the first one. Actually, you know what, let's, let's talk about the first one and then the, the subsequent ones. Sure. Um, so the first one was Latin street food and that was kind of the original focus was, um, street food and that's kind of where the name came from. We were kind of batting around different ideas of what we wanted to call it. Um, and I kept going back to, um, Street food, you know, the origins of that being like push carts um, and as far as food trucks being more of like a newer version. So we wanted to do a traditional version and the idea of doing the best version of it or the gold standard. So it was a gold cart. Um, Also, Liz and I have a cat named Goldie that we call Gold Cat. And so the (laughs) name was definitely in my head. Um, But so that was and so that led to the first one. And that was um, a lot of Ned's background from. Um, living in Brazil and having, um, you know, a, a good variety of um, 
cooking interest in, in South American food. So we did a lot of different street food stuff from South America. And Liz came in to do some amazing art projects for it. And all of a sudden, the space looked different. And uh, it was Andrea and I and Chun for the first one yeah. over at Citizen uh, on Main Street. And yeah, it just kind of, it all just, everything just kind of fell in place. And, and we kept kind of expanding everything from there. We kind of, like, after the first one, we realized people had fun, and we had so much fun, and our whole thing was kind of, like, using local Richmond um, products to create this, like, out-of-Richmond experience, so we kind of thought about the things that we liked, that we all buy, um, and, like, you know, something that you couldn't really base an entire restaurant off of, so we just, I don't... Did you come up with the French Canadian thing? Yeah, um, it's not it's not something any of us had like a particular experience in. But after we saw the way people responded to cooking a food and creating an atmosphere that didn't exist or we didn't think existed in Richmond, um, we were like, well, what else doesn't exist? What is really awesome that we don't have here? And it was like French Canadian steakhouse. We don't have anything like that. We barely even have a good steakhouse. I want to do a poutine that's vegan. No one eats a vegan poutine. We can't. Where would you get one? So that's kind of where it all spiraled from. Was all right. We'll start with that and then work outwards. Yeah, and I would say like that's how. I would say that's how we kind of pick the next thing. Like, what's the next thing that is extreme but fun, and what can we learn from? So like studying that kind of food and creating this whole experience based on that kind of food. And that one was at Comfort, correct? Yes, that was at Comfort, which is like the perfect little spot. So the first one mm-hmm. was in at the end of 2016, is that right? Yes. December 2016. Yeah. And yes. how many have you done since then? Um, we did the Latin Street one, the French Canadian, um, Jean-Claude Van Brunch, Fantasy Fair, Twin Peaks Brunch, um, Jean-Claude Van dinner dance (laughs) um i feel like there was another one that we're missing yeah you did an event for fire flower fork yes yeah Yeah, we did talk about that yeah that was so crazy like when they asked us to do that um stephanie gans reached out to us and she was like, I think you can do it. And we were like, is she high? (laughs) Like, who does she think we are? But it was awesome. We made a great friend, um, Kyle Bailey from the Salt Line in DC. Um, Jason Alley actually hooked us up with him as our guest chef. And he was amazing and so fun. That was kind of an out of this world experience. That was crazy for you. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a whole new thing for us. It was their first time. They're they're like, yeah, we don't have a kitchen, but we're hosting we're hosting this dinner. We're like, okay, we we can do that. Cause, I mean, we were just so excited. I was like, we can't. We, we got to do this. Like, this is a dream. This is like something people, especially to work with a guy like Kyle. Um, he's just an awesome dude and just a really fantastic chef as well. Um, but we're just like, all right, we're gonna make it work. What are we doing? What are we gonna do? How do we? Uh, how do we make this work? And everything just started falling into place. People started volunteering to help us out. And we bought all this equipment and we settled on a theme, which was the Hawaiian plate lunch. Um, 
because it's something Eric had been talking about, especially for a little while as a possible next pop-up, just fitting into that sort of low street food, international, and also kind of like a fusion cuisine where we could use a lot of these local ideas and ingredients to do something totally foreign. So it like fell right in everything. And it worked out perfectly too, because uh, Kyle Bailey's wife, um, Tiffany owns a butter, butter cream bake shop in DC, which is absolutely amazing stuff. Um, and she grew up in Hawaii. Um, but that was, that was, that was one of the most fun nights I've had in a really long time. So what's your, well, first of all, what do you have coming up? if anything, and what's your fantasy event, like, for each one of you? Your dream gold cart theme. Yeah. Um, Eric had this idea (laughs) that um, I really love. I think it's amazing. It's like a basic school lunch kind of thing, so around, like, school time. And I have a friend who is a first grade teacher in Richmond Public Schools. So I think what my dream event would be like using our platform to do something good. So like with this back to school event, I would love to do like a school equipment drive, like a school supply thing. Um, Yeah, and he had some great ideas for it. So I think it would be definitely around the realm of what we normally do, like funny and delicious in a nostalgic way yeah and there would be i'm thinking of you liz like your component oh yeah um for gold cart is is so fantastic um can you talk about your background i know you went to pratt institute in brooklyn right i did and um yeah talk to me about some of your well what you what you specifically do um for gold cart and uh, and like some of your most fun um transformations I started just because Eric was like oh I'm doing this thing and like wouldn't it be cool if we had these signs and I was like okay and then you get really into it and you get wrapped up because they have these amazing ideas that they want to do and I feel like a lot of what we choose now is does it work both conceptually like, will it look cool? Will it be an experience? And, you know, none and rigs have to say, oh, yeah, the food. Like, we get really excited about making that food, too. Um, and I think that's what makes it special is, like, both those things combined. <clears throat> My favorite one so far, maybe Jean-Claude Van Brunch, just because <laughs> Eric had been so excited about it for so long. Like, it was just kind of a joke that he kept talking about. And um, it was just fun to make his ideas come to life. So, so describe. I, I that was the first one that I attended, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "A, who are these people? B, how do I make them my best friends?" <laughs> I I walked in, and there are golden TVs. Talk talk about what that event looked like. It was really um, like, well, 80s, over the top, quirky. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, Where did you get the TVs? The thrift store. Fantastic thrift. Of course. Nobody wants them. They're like, please take them. And then it was just gold spray paint. I think Eric originally had the idea like, oh, I want a bunch of TVs showing all the different movies. And then I'm like, well... 
I just spray paint everything gold because why wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) And you design the menus that are up? Most of the time. And then, and we've kind of collaborated on some of them. But yeah, I do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Just because I like doing that. And I think that's why we work well together. It's because we all kind of do what we naturally like and are good at. And it just happens to be something that the others don't really want to do or isn't their thing. So that's why it works well. And it's every, it's literally every element of the experience is tying in with the the concept of the event. So for the Van Dam, I'm assuming, actually I don't remember the music, but I'm assuming it was. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of L- Lover Boy. Yeah, just <laughs> Eric's life soundtrack, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, new Loverboy record that had one of the songs that was on the soundtrack for Bloodsport. I think so. Yeah, we all got really into just watching the movies and just being like Jean-Claude. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it was awesome. <laughs> I That was such a great event. And I, obviously my favorite event that I've been to was the Twin Peaks event because you guys went balls to the wall. Um, It was awesome to do that for such an appreciative audience because everybody that came through there, they were like, like they loved the details and it was just really fun to do. Like, and everybody got the, got the things that you were trying to do. So yeah. So they put on this incredible, uh, fire brunch with me. Was, was the name of it, right? Yeah, yeah. that was fun. And they just brought, like, every element was, was fantastic. That was, Laura and I both went. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was amazing. That was the only one I've been to because I didn't live here yet when you guys started doing them. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, so, yeah, so let's, what's in the future for Gold Cart? Um, hopefully more pop-ups. We just love doing them and catering. So say I just had an endless supply of money, which I would, I, oh my God, that would be so great to shower it upon you to create an, an mm. insane event. We dream you, about that every day. Yeah. So you guys are available for that. So someone can just call you and say, yeah, so Andrea's, make this happen. Right. Andrea is our point person and handles all of the PR communication. So she's just kind of our coordinator. So you would just contact us through email. And then she could lead you from there. And you guys just make, it's whatever. Like, no, like you don't say yeah. no. <laughs> and they love, they love getting creative. So, I mean, any idea, I'm sure they'd be happy so to. So if I called you up and I was like, I really need, I want a king of the hill yeah. barbecue. Please. I hope somebody says that. Yeah. Basically people just are like, I want, I'm doing like a Christmas party for my office. And these are like really nice lawyers. And so I think it's kind of a refreshing thing for them um, instead of like a caterer handing you a, a menu of things they make, like caprese skewers or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're kind of like, well, what do you like? What do you norm? What is fun to you? And Ned will create this amazing menu of things for them to pick from that's like exactly what they wanted. And so you know, it's impressive for people to come and like invite their friends and have something a little different than what you're used to. Yeah. And I mean, we, we've done things for lunches for 13 people. Um, or we just finished up a barbecue event, uh, Jurassic park themed for Hardywood. Oh it's God. 400 people. 
cooking out in 100 degree weather and yeah. it was crazy and awesome and really fun they actually came up with that theme which they told us and we were like yeah 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 whatever it is we'll oh, figure yeah. out the rest of the details we're doing it right so yeah. so talk about the details for that um, so they're like, it was out at their new, uh, location, the Hardywood park West or Creek. West Creek is what they call it. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful, giant. It looks like the cathedral of beer. It's got these like 60 foot ceilings and it's just awesome. And they, it was to, for their annual beer club, you sign up, you pay whatever X amount and you get access to limited bottles and two signature events. And for the past two years, we've been one of the signature events last year we did, uh, wet hot American summer themed. Oh my we did God. like <laughs> we did just like classic American foods. We did like low country boil and the potato salad and stuff like that. And this year they were like Jurassic Park, Hardywood Park, Jurassic Park. We're gonna do it. And I was like, that's awesome. That's so fun. So we did ribs and we made dinosaur deviled eggs. We made like little speckled purple uh, deviled eggs. Uh, what else did we do with like pulled pork tacos? Just just big giant portions and Liz of course styled us out again with she had these little gold dinosaurs with the menu items on them and these giant just uh menu boards and stuff just these really eye-catching visual things have been huge for us that Liz does that like just as soon as you walk into every one of these events you see that signature that Liz helps create you're like oh this isn't this isn't just like a they didn't just go to Vista print and do whatever font they could like this was dialed in like somebody spent hours on this and it so tells. it sounds like the bread and butter of gold cart is catering then yeah for sure yeah it's i mean like money wise yes <laughs> yeah um it's fun for us it's honestly we put so much work into it but it's not as much work as we put into our pop-ups you're not like totally transforming a space and planning for weeks and weeks and weeks so that is like beneficial for us to do those kinds of things I mean every time we do something like that we get emails of people asking us to do more things so it's helpful for sure and it's kind of making us be able to do crazier things in the future because we're making the money off of those things so is this a full-time focus for all of you at this point? Not yet at all. We all have other jobs. Um, Eric, this is his favorite adventure. Um, Liz is an ultrasound tech. I work in restaurants. But like, and Ned is the sous chef at the Roosevelt. So like, obviously, that is like very time-consuming. But it's like a hobby at this point with hopes that, you know, I would love to put all of my attention into this because it's so fun and we love doing it and we love each other. So that's probably the dream, I would say. No idea like what form it's going to take, but. That blows my mind that you guys do all of this gold cart stuff. I mean, I know I get the side hustle, I understand, but like just the quality of the events and the food and everything that that you and this is I know you you hire people or you have people that you work with right like mm -hmm. like more staff if it's I mean obviously if you yeah. were doing 400 people at Hardywood you need some uh troops. Yeah, we had two other people for that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I just think it's amazing that um Ned and his crew like put all of this together without an actual kitchen yeah. it just like appears yeah. 
like I appear to the event like with my things, but they appear with like food for 400 people, yeah. which is insane. Yeah, that's uh... well, I mean, a, a big part of that is huge thank yous to people like Jason Alley and uh, and Lee Gregory from the Roosevelt. I mean, they've let me bum off of them for <laughs> two years and get in their way and like be so underfoot cooking and storing things in their refrigerators and stuff and just letting this little fledgling thing actually become something is is pretty huge without without people like them this would have never happened just me being like can i do it and they're like yeah sure sure just don't mess anything up too bad and then even when i mess it up too bad they still (laughs) they're still still pretty cool about it um so that i mean that's a huge part of it for us is having people in the industry that are like yeah go get them so you have these uh relationships in the food community here that you've um it sounds like very recently solidified right i think that speaks to the restaurant community here uh in richmond hashtag rva dine um (laughs) but uh so so can you does anyone want to talk about about that experience i mean ned you just touched on it but like how do you how do you feel about the restaurant community? What do you, do you have any thoughts about how it's growing or what you'd like to see or what you don't like so much about it? And you like, this is open to, you know, everybody, if you have anything you want to add, just grab the mic. Um, I think we're pretty lucky. Like this industry, everyone is good. And I mean, I like to think everyone wants to help each other, which is like what we have seen for sure. Um, like working for people like Jason and Michelle, they love when we have other projects and they love when people are creative and when people are bringing people together for food, you know, like no one can really hate on that. If you're giving people a new food experience, that's basically bringing people out into the restaurant scene more. Um, so yeah, they have been awesome. Um, like recently, Visual, the Visual Arts Center went to Michelle and Jason asking them to do an event and they were like, we can't do it, but like we have friends um, who do gold cart and they would be awesome for it. And so that was like, that means so much that people who, you know, kind of are your competition support you and lift you up and want you to do good things. And, you know, just like we want them to do good things and we have our pop-ups at their restaurants mostly so that way like people come in off the street for those things and they're like this place is awesome and we're like it is awesome today but it's also awesome all the time right. and it's, so it's like, like a completely a different thing beneficial yeah relationship. yeah I think everyone is nice to each other and loves each other it's like a family I mean I worked in restaurants in in Boston Cambridge Somerville for probably 10 years and like the Jean-Claude Van Brunch thing was always a joke to me because it was like, if I could, if I ran a restaurant, like I would do the most ridiculous thing I could think of, which was that. And then after like, you know, two years in Richmond, we did it. And it was (laughs) just the fact that, you know, these people that, you know, like you were saying, I barely knew to some extent were like, yeah, you can just have our restaurant. We're closed on Sunday. Like, you could never do that in Massachusetts. Everything would be insurance liability, this, and... And also, we'd never close. Thou- yeah, <laughs> yeah, everything, nothing's ever closed. They would want insane amounts of money. And here, it's just kind of, eh, just do whatever you want. And again, like, the support we've got from people has been overwhelming and um, you know, very appreciative. 
there isn't that weird cutthroat like it feels when you said like essentially competitors, it's hard to even hear that right. uttered because it's yeah. within the community. You don't really feel that way. Like everyone lifts each other up and what's good for one restaurant is good for all of the restaurants. Everyone. Yeah, you're very right. Everyone's just like, no, we're going to do this together. Like there's no way that one person's doing this. No one. One person is putting Richmond on the map. We're all doing it together. We're all trying to work through it. And I think the biggest thing that like is a testament to the fact that like this doesn't happen other places. Again, when Kyle Bailey was down doing the event with us, like I can't tell you how many times he was just speechless. He's like, this doesn't happen. This doesn't happen in DC. You don't get this sort of togetherness. You don't get this, even just on the lowest level to the highest level, chefs, cooks, dishwashers, there's just this camaraderie. I mean, of course there's still these dark parts of the industry where people suck, they quit, they do other things, but it's like, the amount that it's here, I'm so envious. He just opened a restaurant up in D.C. and just going through all the trials and turmoils up there. And he's just like, this is awesome. And like, I, I took that to heart. I was like, yeah, it really is. You, you, you don't appreciate it sometimes, but then you think about it from those perspectives of working in places like that. And you're like, yeah, this is a pretty special place right now. We want to know where, and each of you, please weigh on, in on this, uh, where you would take people to get that Richmond, like you've got friends in town, they've never stepped foot here. Where are you gonna take them food-wise to give them the Richmond that you love? My favorite spot is Belmont Food Shop because it's small. Have you been there? I have not. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's on know. Belmont Street. I know. I remember when find. it opened. Um, and they only operate with like three staff members Oh, or it's, yeah, maybe including the kitchen, yeah. It's the, yeah, it's the, let's say, the chef and the whatever, another person. And then um, the bartender and a waitstaff member. And it's, they have one menu, and that's what they make. So they're, um, it changes every day. It's yeah. every night. Yeah. It's amazing, though. It's my favorite. Every time I have a friend in town, and I'm sure a lot of people will attest to this, we go to bamboo. And I know bamboo seems to be an industry favorite, but I mean, I went there with my mom. We watched the unfortunate election coverage there in 2016. And then I went, so we were there. We closed out bamboo that night. My mom was staying with us. I got back home after going to Ned and Andrea's. So very late, very drunk. My mom was still up sitting on my couch, watching TV and the next morning, we went back to Bamboo for breakfast. <laughs> uh, so I maybe took like a six-hour break from Bamboo. Uh, but anytime I have friends in town, that's where I go. And it's become the unofficial first call after gold card events. Yeah, that, 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 I feel like that's a term that, that Ned and I have at least popularized, which is first call is the best call or first call is the new last call. Either way. But um, yeah, there's a lot of times where either I'll get a text or, Ned will, or I'll text Ned just first call question mark and it means like be at bamboo at 11 o'clock tomorrow wow. <laughs> steak and eggs bloody marys and you, you can't go wrong um man this is hard i always just automatically think like metzger because you know 
I grew up in Germany. It's just kind of nostalgic for me. And it's so fun to sometimes I'll ride my bike there. And you like ride through this already established neighborhood of like history. And then there's just a German restaurant like right on the corner. And it's such a gem. And that's kind of like how I see Richmond as like little I mean, the food scene, at least, like little gems around like very historic things. So I would say Metzger or Brenner Pass, you know, all those people are great. Uh, I think my go to is probably going to have to be the restaurant I've personally gone to the most in Richmond, and that's Pearlie's. I think I could go to Pearlie's every single day of the week and not have a problem with it. I would go all the time, even if I was just sitting there watching old movies. It's just perfect, start to finish. Pickles, fish board. I mean, oh, the board. old TVs, they've got that thing decked out in like art deco perfection. And the food just delivers. It's giant portions. It's, it's what Richmond is. It's like value and quality and integrity. It's, there's no bullshit. There's no tiny little portion where you're going to leave hungry. You're going to have a meal for that day and another day. It's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that place in my mind. So before we get to like where everyone can find you and, and um, if there's anything that you want to add, we have this thing with the Proust questionnaire. Um, first one. Oh, I was going to say maybe say your name before oh, yeah, you yeah. talk to you just so we can keep you guys straight. Um, which talent would you most like to have? Uh, for me, this is Ned speaking. I wish I could sing above anything else. I'm so tone deaf and grew up in a tone deaf family, rhythmless tone deaf family. And if I could just be that one, that'd be pretty great. But I can't. I'll still try. The shower sounds great. But and that's if about you it. and if you uh, so like, what would the singing style be? Would you be like out there being a Justin Timberlake, or would you be like a John Legend, or would you? Yeah, be if, like if a I could be John like Cash? an early two thousands Usher, that'd be fine by me. Um, if not, you know, I, I I'd I'd settle for like a Johnny Cash if I had to. What's your karaoke go to? Uh, my karaoke go to is normally like two thousands emo y music, just because you can scream that and people know what the song is. Yeah. Yeah, like I'll do like Creed or Papa Roach or something, you know, something easy that you don't have to have a lot of vocal skill for. But uh, anything else, it just it would it would be too much of an insult. All right, last question, and then we'll get to the um, bones of where people can find you and stuff. So, and please, everyone, answer this if you can, or maybe you can answer it for each other. Ooh, yeah, that's even better. I mean, we we are sitting here with two married couples. So, all right, what is your most marked characteristic? I mean, I guess if I'm answering for Eric and we're here in Richmond, Virginia, then I would say his accent. I mean, that's how I can identify him. I would say, oh, do you know my husband? Which one? The one with the Boston accent. And then they would say, oh, yeah. Like, that's his go-to. I'm and so he's probably yelling. It just comes down more and more as the night progresses. Yeah, it depends how many beers he's had. Um the, the more beers, the stronger the accent, obviously. So anyone else with a market characteristic before we try this moxie? I have Ned's. This is Andrea, Ned's wife. Um, I married someone who has an active mullet. So <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's definitely his. You know, they're like, wait, but that guy has a mullet. 
So. (laughs) (laughs) Who's they in that situation? They all all say that. (laughs) Them. You know, um, we used it on like the silhouette of your mullet. We've used it for like a hot sauce bottle. Um, Liz painted like a life-size version of him for like a face in the hole kind of activity. Had a mullet. And, you know, they just automatically know it's Ned. They're like, oh, the guy with the mullet. <laughs> yeah. That's you. Oh, my you God. You have other great characteristics, but. That's your main one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Eric, uh, Liz's husband. Um, while it doesn't really speak to her character necessarily, um, it's more of a factual quality that Liz is very hard of hearing. Along That's with true. along with um, most of her family, um, which is great for me. Um, anytime there's some sort of annoyance, maybe or disagreement, as long as she's not looking at me, I can really pretty much say anything. <laughs> and it really helps just kind of get those out sometimes, because whether or not she acknowledges it, like I said it, so it it just it it makes me, it makes me feel a lot better sometimes. Liz is reaching for the mic. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Boston, I had no problem hearing people. It, in Richmond, it's a little bit different story. And that's why I married Eric, because I can hear, obviously, not everything he says under his breath. But <laughs> he's a loud talker, so we get along great. Um, this is Ned, Andrea's husband. Um, I would say that one of Andrea's most defining qualities, especially when it comes to gold cart, is she has no problem telling someone they're wrong. (laughs) Um, In the best way. She calls us out on all of our bullshit so many times where I'm like, I'm going to make all of these insane things. I'm going to make 400 of them. She's like, no, you're you're not. You're not going to do that. Like, There's no way you're going to do it. And you're like, yeah, you're 100% right. You just saved me from a world of hurt. Or I'm like, I want to open a whole restaurant like this tomorrow. And she's like, no. But save it. But save it. She's very supportive, but calls me out on my bullshit. She tells which is, it like it is. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we all need that. We're, we're a pretty big group of dreamers. Sometimes we have to do it for her, but that's probably like one-tenth of the time that she does it for us. Uh, having married couples on is fun. Okay. Is everyone ready to taste the moxie? Yes. I've I've already actually been tasting yeah. it a little bit. What, I couldn't resist. Yeah. Nicole, right. tell like, describe what it is for everybody. So okay, because I never get to hang out with anyone from New England, um, and Eric is from there. I saw a bottle of Moxie at Publix, which makes no sense to me. But I'm you know good on Publix for having it. And Moxie was, I believe, originally produced in Lowell, Massachusetts, but dreamed up by somebody from Maine. Yeah, I think that's I think that's accurate. So it's a yellow. It actually looks like they're um, Mets fans at Moxie. Yeah. It's like the Mets colors on the label, and this man who looks like a scientist, kind of pointing in that like Uncle Sam kind of yeah. like we want yeah, you. Very judgmental. Yeah, he yeah. looks like he looks rather pissed off. You won't drink it, I dare you. It says Moxie, distinctively different, and in high school, I believe, is the last time that I had this beverage. And it's beloved and loathed by many in New England. And I just couldn't, I couldn't resist uh, purchasing it. And I thought it would be so fun to get a bunch of non-New Englanders and two New Englanders to try it. So here we go. Wow. Cheers. 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 Che
<laughs> to gold cart. Yeah. Oh, it is wrong. <laughs> I thought it was going to be way worse. Well, I like it. It's, it's, yeah, it's not terrible. It tastes like if you melted down a bunch of Harbro colas and then you mixed in what somebody told you was an herb. You didn't know what kind of herb it was, but you kind of mix that in and let it steep for a while. That's what not, I'm getting. It might be poisonous or something. Yeah, I was getting a uh, non-alcoholic Jaeger soda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right before you guys got here, she asked me what Moxie was. Laura asked me what Moxie was, and I said, it's like if Jaeger was a soda. <laughs> yes. Yes. It tastes like somebody just like accidentally spilled a bottle of perfume in a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is like... I got like medicine yeah. right off the bat, so it's like if Jaeger went backwards. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> opposite a, Bizarro yeah. World. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so yes. it was uh, medicinal when it. I mean, it's like 1842. Does it? I think it says on the label when it when it first appeared. But um, it really feels like I actually I I thought it was gonna be way worse. I remembered it as being worse. But maybe <laughs> I love bitter bad. so yeah, much now. Sweet. I want to challenge somebody to make a um, cocktail with it. Oh yeah. yeah. I bet it Cocktail. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it tastes like sodas when sodas actually were supposed to heal you. They're like, this isn't, yeah. this doesn't taste good. This, this is for your headache. All right, well, that's. I'm, I hope to see a moxie cocktail at the next, uh, at the next gold cart pop up. And we'll see if we can get a locally uh, sourced one. Yeah. So, um, how how do the Richmond famous listeners, of which there are like three hundred maybe now, which sounds like a lot to us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to, like, the more we make, the more people will listen, we hope. Um, but uh, how do people follow along? Um, we're mostly, I would say, most active on Instagram. It's at goldcartrva, um, especially right before we do a big event that we want people to go to. We'll go hard. So, like, everyone can share things and people will know about it. Um, we're also on Facebook which is kind of how people use to like communicate with us sometimes. And is there anything coming up like in the next in summer or or fall that you can talk about? Yeah, we're doing this really cool event at the Visual Arts Center of Richmond on Main Street. Um, They do a benefit gala every year. Um, The tickets are, I believe, $60, and you get so many cool things. Um, We're doing a lot of the food. Belle Isle Moonshine, who we always love to work with because they're so fun and creative and down for anything. Um, They're the drink sponsor this year. So it includes, the ticket includes your food and your alcohol, and there's a live art auction that happens and it all goes to support the visual arts center which is such a great oh yeah organization um so yeah we're really excited to be part of that um and when is that that is august 26th which is a saturday yeah and it's um punk high school themed it's like an anti-prom oh that's yeah so it's gonna be really fun like costumes are expected oh i'm sorry August 25th. Okay. Well, anyway, this event is on August 25th. It's a Saturday. Check their Instagram. Um, Yeah. You guys are so 100% Richmond famous. And thank you for being on. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. Richmond Famous is hosted, produced, and edited by us.
Laura Sant, and Nicole Wang. Our theme song is Funky Virginia by Sir Guy. Please rate us and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us at richmondfamous.com and at rvafamous on Twitter and Instagram.